Liberated Lifestyle is a podcast focused on relationships, spirituality, personal development, and so much more. Tune in every single week so that you can change your life. So I just want to bring, I wanted to bring Sharice on guys because she's just such a powerhouse of a woman. Uh, go ahead and say who you are and like what your background is. Yeah. Um, my name is Sharice Love. I am a creatrix and a frequency adjuster. Um, creatrix, that is an umbrella that falls under a bunch of different things fall under that umbrella. Um, I am a singer, a songwriter. Um, I am a poet spoken word artist i am also a vegan chef and um i am a frequency adjuster so i do energy work and yeah the list goes on and on but that's that's pretty much the the foreground of what i do and um yeah on a daily basis so (laughs) let's let's start with this how long have you been a singer and a vegan chef I have been professionally singing um, for about seven, eight years now, and um, I've been a vegan chef. Um, I've been vegan for about almost six years, and I've been a chef for about two, almost three years now. Girl, and just so you guys know, if you stay till the end, she's going to give us a little uh, version of her music. Okay. Well, you know what? I just like to jump right in queen. And the reason why you're such an inspiration to me, I don't even know if you know this. And I know to a lot of other women is uh, today we're discussing on how to redefine beauty and how there's so many women around the world that are currently redefining what the term beauty means and the reason why you really stuck out to me and you still stick out to me as someone that knows really good about this topic is I mean you're absolutely beautiful and one day you decided to shave your head and that's really not I mean usually a hair to a woman is a big deal so can you just go into that I want to hear all of the details so growing up like most women um, growing up, um, there was a lot around my hair. Um, absolutely love my mother. She was in love with my hair. Like she used to comment it on, on it all the time and used to always overemphasize how beautiful my hair was. And I was not allowed to cut it. I got highlights in like middle school, but I wanted to like explore and like, but I was never allowed to. My mom said that I had to wait until I was 18. And so when I turned 18, like a few months after I turned 18, um, I had a friend in college. We went to Walgreens, got one of those box dyes and I went black. I dyed my hair black and my hair is like normally an ash blonde type of color. Um, but I decided to go dark because I always wanted to, I wanted to know what I looked like with dark hair. Um, and when my friend did my hair, she actually twisted, you're not supposed to twist the hair when you do it. She twisted it. So when like a few years, uh, like I want to say like a year later, I wanted to go blonde. I was like, ah, whatever, let's go blonde. Like the extremes, you know, and anybody that, you know, gets their hair dyed and stuff, you know, when you go platinum blonde, it's a process, especially if you already went black. And so when my friend had dyed my hair, she had twisted it and it had like double processed. 
in the back. So I have these lines on the back of my head. So really like my hair journey started when I was 18 because from there I went from black and I tried to go blonde and they could not strip the black out of my hair. I had these lines, like stripes in the back of my head. I went from like, I had to go to like a, a like a calico orange, like tabby cat color. I had like different colors in my hair. And then I went to like an auburn red to sort of like more transition and, and whatnot. And then finally I got it to platinum blonde, like bright blonde, like beautiful blonde, you know? And um, by that time my hair was shot. My hair was absolutely shot. It was dead, but I didn't realize it. I wasn't very mindful of it. Um, during that time when I went blonde, it was a part of my look. It was a, I'm a singer and um, it was a part of my look. And the people that I was surrounded by in the industry, um, I was not allowed to dye my hair. Um, I was also in a relationship that was not, at, there wasn't that much freedom, um, especially because we did work on my music together. So I wanted to, you know, dye my hair back to my original hair color for like a few, a couple years. And um, since it was a part of my look, I wasn't allowed to. And I, I let that be put on me. And so finally, question, question, your yeah. partner that you were dating in that time told yeah. you that you couldn't. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Yes. Yes. Coming from a business standpoint, I was like, okay, I get it. You know, it's part of my look. It's part of, you know, but from a soul standpoint, my soul was like, no, I don't care. You know? So finally it came to a point where I was able to actually cut my hair. So then I cut it to my shoulders and then I could still feel it. Like my hair felt so dead and wiry. And the only time that it looked good was when I put heat on it and when I had it done. Otherwise it was up in a bun or it was in a braid, period. Like I did not do anything with it. Um, I was just getting tired of it. And so I cut it short and I could still feel it. And I was like, nope, this isn't, this isn't it. This isn't it. So then I shaved the sides and I left the little, you know, the little front swoop thingy. I left that and I could still feel it in that longer part of my hair. And then I got faux locks for my birthday. Um, That's when I met you. January 2018, I got faux locks. And um, when I got them done, I actually kept them in longer than I was supposed to. And I knew that I wasn't supposed to keep them in that long because my hair texture, it really, like, it pulls your hair out. Like, it really does. So, but I... I did it on purpose, to be honest. Like I, I really did it on purpose. Um, you know, I consciously I or like, subconsciously. Subconsciously, I did it on purpose. Okay. Um, like whatever, because I, I knew that I needed, I wanted to get rid of my hair, and this was gonna be the only way I, I could do it. So, um, I took the faux locks out, and I looked like I was a cancer patient. Like all my hair had fallen out. It was like all on the bathroom wall. I was like pulling it out, and I just text my hairstylist like, "Hey, we're shaving my head." And she was like, are you sure you don't want to try to? I was like, no. I was like, no, we're shaving it. And um, got it shaved. And from February or January or February 2018 up until December 18th, 2019, this recent um, winter is how long I had my head shaved. Um, and eventually I ended up getting my own clippers. I was shaving it like every week because even, even when my hair would grow out just a little bit, 
And I totally understand guys now because like, I know guys can be really <laughs> anal about their haircuts. I totally get it now because like anytime my hair would grow out just a little bit, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I, I need to go get my haircut. I need to go get my haircut. I just ended up getting my own clippers and just buzzing it like every single week because every time my hair grew out, I didn't, I felt like the bald look was me. Like it was truly me and I was not ready to start growing my hair out. It wasn't like a, you know, a, oh, I'm done and let's start growing it. It was like, no, I still need some more time. I like this. Um, and so, yeah, it was. And also when, when you look at like the, the, the trauma, when you look at hair and what it carries and the energy it carries, it carries a lot of trauma. And um, that is one of the reasons why I kept shaving my head because I really feel like my body was processing and releasing the trauma that I had stored in my body. And it was using my hair as an outlet to fully release it. That's why every single time I grow my hair out, I honestly, I did not feel like myself. Like I really didn't. You can ask any of my friends, like I never let my hair grow ever. And if it was a little bit, I, I immediately like the next day would be like, yo, I got to I got to shave this. And so, yeah, I, I had it shaved for like two years and um, it, I loved it. I truly loved it. And it really did something to me. It did not just the aesthetics, not just, you know, it did something to me internally. It, in fact, aside from going vegan, my hair was probably one of the most biggest catalysts on my journey of stepping further into my power because when I shaved my head, whew, everybody had something to say about it. Everybody. Right. Okay. So let, let me ask you a yeah. question, girl. So before we jump in, cause I want to talk to you about the trauma. Cause I think that's so powerful that you said that. And that's what I want to go to next is um, when you said everyone had something to say, the question I have for you is before you dive into that, are you able to go over how it felt being a woman and not having your hair to fall back on for beauty? Like, what did that feel like? Oh, mentally? And I have a lot of women that I meet, especially when my hair was shaved completely bald. Um, a lot of women say, oh, I wish that I could do that. And I'm like, you should like if you feel that you wish if you wish if you have that desire it's there's a reason why you have that desire and a lot of people like hold back from acting on that desire because of the societal you know structure we have around femininity and hair and really like when i had my hair it was like i was hiding i was really hiding behind my hair i was hiding behind it it was my look it it, it it was me that my hair, I was recognized because of my hair. It was bright blonde, long and pretty. And, and that's what I was known for. And once I shaved it, it was like, this is me. No, no covers, no shades, nothing to hide under. This is me. And if you don't like it, I don't care. And I literally, I literally had to like, as soon as I shaved it, I had so many people that were just like, oh, are you going to start growing it out? No, I'm not. Even my, my family, my parents made comments. My mom hated my shaved head. She even told me at one point that she hated it and that she just, she's like, you can pull it off. Like you, 
you can pull it off. She's like, but that's just not my preference of style for you. And what I learned is that people have their own opinions, which is totally fine. You can have your own opinions, but people will project those opinions onto you and make you feel like you made the wrong decision. Like, yes. Like, Oh, I'm, am I not, you, pre- you prefer my long hair? Am I not beautiful right now? Like, am I not beautiful with my short hair? And I, I really learned how to grow some strong ass legs and stand firm in where I decided to put my feet in this decision of shaving my head and let people know I like my hair. I'm keeping it shaved because I like it. I personally like it. Oh, that I appreciate your opinion about, you know, my past look. I appreciate that, but I like this. I like my shaped head. And even even my own nephew, my nephew, he's um he's younger. He's in he's like five I wanna say he's like five or six ish. He was like five or six ish when he made this comment. Um he was like rubbing my head and he's like, Ah, Sharice, I liked your longer hair. And I had to take a moment, I had to let him know I'm like, Hey, I I, I appreciate that you like my longer hair, but I like my short hair. Well, why don't you want to grow it out? Because I like my short hair. Because it's my head and it's my hair and I like it this way. You know? And I had and he was like, you know what? I like that you like it. And it changed his whole perspective at a younger age. And so like I really had to not from young people to older people, people I even stopped at the store. People would ask me if I did it because I had like a disease or something, you know, I had so many different people like make comments about it. Um, people that were really close to me and, you know, even um, the partner I was with at the time, he, once I shaved it, he had asked me to grow my hair out and said, oh, this is a nice phase and all, but you know, I, I preferred this other look on you. Can do you, can you start growing your hair out? And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I want my hair like this, you know? So and- let me ask you a question. What would yeah. you say um, for kids, like going to your 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 nephew, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so going to your nephew, I feel, and, you know, tell me how you feel as well, but I feel like for kids that are so young, like even when they were born, it's like these societal norms get put on us subconsciously Mm -hmm. and so we walk around I remember I think I was like six and I went to Vegas with my parents and it might have even been younger or older and I remember walking and um I I was being handed these flyers and I remember thinking like oh this is what beautiful is or like if I saw tv I would see a girl and I'd be like oh this is what beautiful is so everything was being associated in my mind like hey Hannah, the way that you look doesn't equal beauty because people are saying X, Y, Z about how you look. And so you're not, you're not the definition of beauty. And so this is beautiful. So you need to readjust who you are. You can look like this standard. So I feel like kids go through that shit at such an early age. And that's why a lot of people have fucked up self-esteem issues when they're children. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I totally, totally agree. That was just, that was eye-opening in and of itself that he is, you know, seven years old and he doesn't even realize that he, he, he doesn't even fully understand the concept of 
like owning your own body and like owning your own beauty and and everybody's beauty is different you know and how long hair equals girl and short hair equals boy and we are literally programmed from the moment we come out the womb to start thinking in that way you know i grew up on disney movies and i've always said this I love Disney movies. Do not get me wrong, but those princess movies, yo, they, they are so programming to young women. And I will raise my hand and say, I was one of those fantasy filled kids that, you know, up until high school, college, even my young adult years of, oh, my Prince Charming is going to rescue me and I'm going to fall in love and da, 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 da. And I had to realize, and that's why I say my hair was like, not the number one catalyst for me aside from going vegan on my journey of spirituality it was the number one catalyst for me to finally realize like i need to save my own self you know not only did i when i had shaved my head i was i was covered in acne i was like going through something that i literally like removed everything so that my body could heal and push out what it no longer served it and so that my body could heal. And I had to like stand in that and stand up there and be like, yeah, I'm broken out. Yeah, I have cysts on my neck and all over my face and my head head is shaved. But you know what? I'm still going to get cute and I'm going to I'm still going to feel myself and feel good about myself. And I'm still going to give my body love. That's probably like the number one thing that I learned during that time period is how to love myself through that process. Because, like, when you got short hair and acne, like, bad cystic acne, like, I was, like, covered. It was so hard for me to look in the mirror. And I, I would have to do affirmations in the mirror daily. I would have to tell myself, like, you are a beautiful body that is healing right now. Look at the hard work that you are putting in to heal right now. Look at you. It, and at, at every day, it got better. It got better. It got better. And now I, I really don't have those bad breakouts that I used to have. If you go on, like, on my page and you, like, scroll down, you can see I have some pictures of, like, before and afters. It was bad. So it was, like, on top of that, I was getting comments from people about my hair. And then I had really bad acne and like people close to me, like my family would sort of like, oh, you know, maybe you should go to the doctor and maybe you should, you know, check out, you know, maybe you have this. And I really, I was, I had to stand firm and like, no, that, that doesn't resonate with me. That doesn't resonate with me. I'm learning my body and I am going to learn it so that nobody else can tell me what to do with my body, how to heal my body how, what to do with my hair. Like I really had to stand so firm in that. And I think that if we can start changing the direction, especially with the younger generation, like even just my nephew, just that one little comment for him. He, it just took him a moment. And then he was like, you know what? If you like it, I like it too. And I was like, okay, cool. We both like it. Great. That's awesome. You know? So it's like, right. it, it, it starts at such a young age and women carry it through until they're older you know even well yes. I have older women mention to me about how they wish that they could shave their head and I'm like hair grows back hair right grows back. so let me ask you this if for, and I'm going to be totally honest with you if I were to shave my head I can already foresee that I would attempt to reveal my beauty in other ways so for instance say if I didn't have the hair 
then I'd be like, okay, I want to do my makeup more Mm -hmm. or I want to wear some hoop earrings more. Or so like my question to you now is, do you feel like if the hair's gone, does the insecurities rearrange itself in other parts of the psyche? Like, okay, now let's look at your face or now let's look at your, um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It totally does. And I didn't necessarily go through that. Well, I I sort of did, but I had really bad acne. And so like, Mm -hmm. I sort of like, I started reducing my makeup use. And then finally I was just like, you know what? I am like, I'm sending the, I'm telling the universe like, Hey, I'm telling my body like heal yourself, but I am putting stuff on it that isn't letting it heal. I was like, you know, counteracting the, the, the actual healing process because my intention, it was like getting all misjumbled out into the universe. And I realized that. And I was like, you know what? Forget the makeup, forget it. I, my body's healing. And if other people have opinions about that, whatever, that's their own thing. But this is, I know that my body's healing and I have to do this for myself. So I didn't necessarily like go through that heavy, heavy phase, but I definitely went through a phase of like, oh my gosh, like it's all out there. And like, you know, especially because I was doing music and like, I I went through like a brief stint during that time period where I wasn't really like posting a lot. I wasn't doing, I wasn't very active. And then like, once I shaved my head, I was like, okay, I'm going to be more active. But even then when I revealed that I shaved my head, I got my makeup done for that photo shoot because my acne was so bad. And my goal was to do an all natural shoot, but because my acne was so bad, I was insecure about it. And you can ask the makeup artist that did my makeup. My acne was so bad and she had to put on so much makeup. And that was generally my, my thing. It was my hair and I always had my makeup done because I have suffered with breakouts like my whole entire life. So it was just like, I even when I shaved my head, I still had I still was holding on to it. And then finally, it was just like a a few months later, like into it. I was like, you know what? I threw all my makeup away. I literally I I have like a vegan concealer that I use sometimes, but I honestly haven't touched it probably since the last time I visited my boyfriend in um, Vegas for my birthday. Not even for my birthday, probably I think for Christmas. I, I put like a little bit of concealer underneath my eyes and then my eyes broke out and I was like, okay, that's my sign. I'm not supposed to wear makeup. So I really, I, I have like no makeup like at all. And I used to have the full on kits and the contour kit and the blending. I used to have all of that, you know, and I just threw it all away because I was like, if it's there, I'm tempted. You know what? I don't even need it whatever you know and I just tossed it so there's definitely that phase there because it's like you're so exposed you are fully exposed to be out there and be you know your be yourself like fully in the physical form you know without all the added aesthetics and the you know cut everything it was like I was just out there and it it true it truly empowered me It, it truly empowered me like nothing ever in my whole entire life it was okay such amazing and let me just say your skin looks phenomenal i I think you look absolutely great like it almost looks like you have something on and you don't your skin just looks very glowing thank you you. you're welcome queen what i do want to ask you is you know for women actually let me say this first women are i feel like women are naturally way harder on themselves than men 
you know, because men are just like, hey, bro, like, do you lift? Or like, hey, you look like this. They have their own insecurities to deal with. But when it comes to a woman, it's almost like, okay, you need to have the nice face. You need to have the nice hair. You need to have the nice body. You got to have a nice ass, boobs. Like, you just need to have a whole fucking package. And so, you know, I feel like self-esteem and feeling insecure can run so deep inside in like cellular memory inside women. So it's almost like, like, for instance, for me, when I feel different insecurities come up, like as an example, when I was a little girl, um, I think I was about eight and I remember my aunt, she looked at me and she told me, she said, you know, you would have been so beautiful if you didn't have freckles. And so, boom, it's oh almost like she, it, it's almost like in that moment, my subconscious was like, boom, that's a command. And so for the longest time, I always didn't like how I looked because of the freckles. And it was the sweetest thing. I was in a locker room one day um, in middle school and this girl knew that I didn't like my freckles. And she gave me this, um, this poster of this model and this model had freckles. And she's like, see, she's like, you could be a model because models have freckles too. And that changed how I felt in that moment. And then I started liking it. So it's almost like, I feel like insecurities can run so deep. How would you say that shaving your head cleared a lot of the insecurities and trauma wow it really released my attachment to my femininity that i that my mother would push onto me when i was a child of oh you're such a beautiful little girl you are so beautiful your hair is so beautiful and i began to like you know you rely on your strengths so I started relying on that and I always would do my hair and have my hair done. And, and I really released that whole entire like connection that I had with beauty to long, thick, you know, luxurious hair and really like beautiful hair has so many different faces, so many different textures, so many different colors. And I really like had to release that. And, um, it, it definitely like helped me realize that like femininity is not an aesthetic. It's not an aesthetic. It is an, it's an energy that you carry. It it truly is an energy that you carry, you know, and we all have masculine and feminine energy inside of us. And so I think that in society, when we're younger, we're told that you're a man and you are a woman. This is what a man does. And this is what a woman does. And this is how a man looks and so on and so forth. And it's like, really, there, there's no limitations. Like, why are we putting ourselves in these boxes? Like, a woman can still still be feminine and have a shaved head, you know? And I, I used to get comments all the time about like, Oh, you look like G.I. Jane, and I look like more like tougher and stuff like that. But I still, I, I felt more feminine stepping into my femininity with my head shaved because I actually got to like feel my femininity, if that makes sense. Like, yes, got to, like, like you weren't feel. relying on it physically. It's like literally taking the, the blanket off and like looking in the mirror, and it's like you're just there naked. Like, it's just like you're just there. And it was like, I really got to like find my own feminine energy and hone in on it 
without the added aesthetics, without the added, like, you know, everything that is attached to it in society's eyes. And so that, that truly, like, I, I, I definitely agree. Like, I think that there's so much traumas and so much expectations attached to our hair and attached to beauty on the outside when it comes to being a woman in this world, you know? Right. So where would you say is a good place to start as a woman to be able to be like, you know what? Okay. I'm going to get to the nitty gritty of what my insecurities are. Here's what I'm going to do. Like for me, I would feel like a plan, like an action plan would be very helpful. Like when I, me personally, when I have thoughts come up, come up specifically, I examine them. Sometimes I even write them down and I'm just like, okay, where did that come from? And then I trace it back and I see if I can heal the root. So like, what would you say? That I I do it the same way. I really do. We all have, you know, I have my go-to, you know, practice that helps me find the root of it. And I would say, you know, support is everything. Like I honestly wouldn't have been able to find the roots of what I was going through without my circle around me and being able to like verbalize it. Cause that's how I do it is I, I'm a very verbal person. So like being able to like verbalize it, like even just saying it out loud for me sort of like helps me find the, the problem even before I even like, like am done explaining it. You know what I'm saying? So like, I would say like a good start is like finding that awareness around that thought. Like, you know, like our thoughts go in and out of our head all the time, but it's like when that thought goes through and it makes your energy shift and makes you feel differently. It's like, Oh, what is that? What is that? What are you? Why are you, why are you here? Okay. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's figure this out. Okay. Why am I thinking this? And then you, you have like a little trail and it's like, Oh, because I was thinking this. Oh, and then this thought led to this. Oh, and then that one time I was with this person and they said that, and it made me feel the same exact way that I'm feeling now. So I think that the first step is like having the actual awareness to capture that thought. You know, I have one of my mentors, Violet, she mentions about how like we have all these energy lines like going above us and stuff. And when we send out that energy, whether it's positive or negative, it's gone. But sometimes if you can catch it, you can catch it, you can transmute it and turn it into something different. And that's where the reprogramming comes in. Because if you can catch it and you can like grab it and be like, okay, what, why am I feeling this? Okay. I'm feeling this certain emotion that's attached to this thought. Okay. How can I reprogram this thought and change the way I feel, you know? And so then you say, okay, I am beautiful with or without my hair instead of waking up and saying, Oh my gosh, my hair is gone. I, I'm not, you know, Oh, nope, nope. Look at yourself in the mirror. I am beautiful with or without my hair. You know, I, I love mirror affirmations. It's so powerful. Even just a lot of people can't do this, you know, practice just staring at yourself in the mirror and the eyeball into the like center of the eyeball, look into your own soul. See how long you can do it without like being like, oh my God, this is awkward. Like a lot of people like will, you know, be like, wow, why am I, this is weird because you have to be able to stand there and look at yourself in the eyes and be able to recognize that you 
are responsible. You are the one that is here to help change your vibration, all these traumas and everything that you, your childhood, you're here to do that. And the first step is looking at yourself in the mirror, you know, and then just expanding from there, doing mirror affirmations. Like, like you said, you write yours down. So if, you know, if anybody's watching and you, you have that awareness, start writing them down. And I tell this a lot to my uh, clients that I do frequency adjusting sessions with, you know, write, write down those thoughts. And then go back through them and write underneath them a transmutated thought that you can replace it with and then say that out loud. You know, you got to like, you got to remove it and then replace it. And then it's a practice. It's just like working out. It's just like learning an instrument. It's just like everything. We all have to practice, right? So when it happens again and it comes up again and that feeling comes up and, or that thought comes up, you know, have grace with yourself. Don't be like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it again. I thought, no, give yourself some grace and some compassion and say, hey, it's here again. Hey, long old friend, let's let's go through this again. Let's let's reprogram you until it's like second nature where you don't have to like actually take a moment and stop what you're doing, you know, and then you know, you'll finally get to a point where you'll be like, No, get out of here. Nope. You know, that Girl, that you are speaking my, my language. Yeah. Woo! That right there, everything you just said, that's probably one of my favorite topics to talk about for hours. You know yeah. what I mean? And I could tell it's your family, man. We could go at this. Yes. Girl, would you say that now, you know, let, let's actually divert and talk about this for a moment. Um, I, I have always attracted a lot of people in the music industry, um, and I really have a strong passion for artists. And so, you know, being people that are in the music industry and them being an artist, I feel like it's almost a hundred times harder for them to have to deal with these type of scenarios or even being an actor because it's like there is this persona of what you're supposed to look like as a woman to get to the next level in the music industry. So it's almost like how do you See, deal that's, with that? That's the, that's the thing. That's what they want you to believe. Right. And I have this whole entire like that's it's a whole nother subtopic. I'll just touch on it lightly. But when it comes to like artists and I was one of these artists where I didn't know myself before I started doing music. I did not know what kind of music I I just knew. Oh, I like soulful R&B music. I did not have a full vision. I didn't even recognize myself as an artist until like years after I started. Like I did not, it did not fully grasp in my head because I did not know myself. And I think that the number one thing for artists, actors, anybody in the entertainment industry, the true successful people are those that are authentic and have found themselves and shine as bright as they can without the influence of other people on 100%. So if there's any artists that are watching right now, any anybody that sings and you're like, oh, I want to, but I don't know how, like take the time to learn about yourself. Take the time to get to know yourself. What kind of look do you want? Is it authentic? Is that truly your expression that you want to put out to the world? Do you know what kind of music you want to do? What kind of acting? What 
what kind of you know you have you have to lay that foundation the entertainment industry wants us to believe that we have to rely on other people to tell us how to do it because there is no blueprint and that's the cool thing about it is that there is no blueprint and you have to become self-sufficient and in order to become self-sufficient you have to know yourself period and when you step into that that place of authenticity of knowing who you are what you want to do the type of people you want to associate yourself with the the type of business that you want to do the type of music you want to bring out to the world the universe aligns stuff in your favor that's how you can ask anybody that's successful and i mean i'm i i'm i am successful that in my definition of success and but in the society norms you know i'm not quite there yet but I am on that path because I found myself. It took me a while. And I started off by not knowing myself. And I had everybody telling me. And, in fact, I dyed my, I, one of the reasons why I dyed my hair was because the group that I was doing music with mentioned it to me of, like, oh, you know, blonde hair women, it attracts more, da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, oh, okay. And I didn't. I was like, whatever, let's do it, you know. And people telling me what sound to have, people telling me like what, how I'm supposed to do interviews and how, what I'm supposed to talk about and not being able to speak my truth. And I think that the number one, number one important thing for anybody in the entertainment industry, in the, any industry, period, find yourself. Find yourself. And it's just like how I was learning about my body. I, I didn't want to go to the doctor because I wanted to be my own doctor. I don't need an A&R. I, I don't need a stylist. I don't need, because I'm going to style myself because I know what kind of style I like and what feels good on me. Because when I feel good, I emit that energy out into the world and people can see it and feel it. And that's, that's what the focus should be on. And anything that we create and any type of expression that we have, that should be the focus is what feels good to us on that level of shining and, and just being, you know? So that, that would be my number one piece of advice for anybody that's in the, the entertainment industry or just period. Absolutely. Girl, your voice is powerful. That throat chakra's on fleek. <laughs> you know, by the way, guys, if you have any questions, feel free to leave them in the comments so that Sharice can answer your questions. Yeah. Um, we had one question here that said, how do you know who's standing in front of you? I think they might be talking about um, the mirror, maybe like consciousness. Like I, that's that's the vibe I got when I read it. How do you know who's standing in front of you? Like how do you differentiate who's who? Maybe I'm not. You don't oh, need to answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. And. You know what? I think that that is very subjective to everybody on their own journey. And in order to really find yourself, you have to sort of explore certain things to see what makes you feel good. See, the heart is the compass, period. The heart is the compass, and that leads us in that direction. So if you're doing stuff that feels good, that is, um, you know, productive, that is on that level of, you know, it's not harming anybody. It's not, it's for the highest good of all, including yourself. And it feels good. That's how you can know who is standing in front of you. Because if you're doing, like when I, when I was, you know, had my hair and I was in my, you know, previous state, 
I did not feel I could not look at myself in the mirror and like because it was just like it was just it was too much because I did not feel good and then once I actually like started stepping more into like I'm making this decision I no, I like this I like to do that I like this you know I started I was able to to be able to recognize my true self and you know that goes for consciousness as well you know we have a bunch of different voices going on in our head and so how to differentiate you know to our highest self which is our loudest voice that and some people's you know that connection isn't a hundred percent clear yet so that voice is really small but you can still hear it but there's some type of power behind it you know and that's why you have to be mindful of those thoughts that are coming because sometimes those thoughts they are not attached to our highest self, which is connected directly to source. And it's not on the higher frequency. So you have to, you know, it's on an individual basis. You have to be able to sort through different voices. I know my different voices now. Like I know when my petty side pops up or my fired up side pops up or my hurt inner child pops up. You know, I know when I'm operating from that space of consciousness because my, I, I've associated it with the feeling. So I get this feeling and I'm like, oh, looks like I need to go handle this. I need to go take care of this and get that, get it out, release it and work through it. And then do practices to help rebuild myself back up and reinforce my high vibrational state. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, if you go back and forth, again, have grace. We are all not perfect. You have to have grace and compassion for yourself. Sometimes we're, you know, some weeks I'm like, yeah, I'm great. And then other weeks I'm like, what is life? Why am I here? What am I doing? I have those moments where I will give myself grace and allow myself to feel it. And then I know I'm like, this is, this is something else. Let's just run your course. And I stand strong in my connection. And I'm like, okay, whenever you're ready to pop back up, I'm ready. You know, and you have to give yourself that grace in that space. My dog is always, you're wondering what that noise in the background is. It's my dog. I was like, is that music? <laughs> That's just so powerful. And guys, if you have any questions, once again, feel free to leave them in the comments below. Um, the last thing that we're going to go over today is, Sharice, is there any specific things that you want to tell women or men in particular for their own journey? Because, I mean, everyone's journey is different, right? Like, not yeah. every woman on here is going to shave their head. So right. is there different scenarios? Like, is there anything that you have to say to the people for what they can do? You know, I... I always recommend, you know, for those that are, you know, at that point where they're like, hey, I'm awakening. I need to do something different. How do I, you know, those, those seekers that are like, oh my gosh, I, I don't know what I'm looking for, but I'm, I'm looking for something. You know, I would say start with meditation. That is probably like my first thing. And meditation, it's, a lot falls underneath that category and I want to make sure that everybody understands that it's not just sitting and being in a you know mindful meditative state there's a lot of different meditations that you can do you can do movement meditation movement um hiking you can do yoga do things that make your soul feel good that would be like the number one thing 
to get started is, and if you don't even know what you like, try some stuff out. Like if you're scrolling on Instagram, like for example, the other, all these crochet tops and like, I love those outfits. And I'm like, should I get some crochet needles? If you have that thought pop up, pop up in your head, you never know where that could lead you down. Like you could start a whole new, like a whole new practice that then turns into a passion that then turns into like a career type of thing, because that, that's how you get started. You got to explore and find what makes you feel good. But if you're looking for something a little bit more spiritual, like to go within fully, I, my number one thing is meditation. Um, that is how I truly started, you know, uh, connecting to myself. Um, and I started doing yoga as well. Um, before I even shaved my head, um, it was a part of my awakening, um, my mentor, my older sister, she told me to, you know, start meditating, start doing a yoga flow because I am a very like physical, like I have to move my body, um, to release and like stretch and stuff like that. So that's my, my full mind, body, soul meditation, I would say is yoga. Um, and then like mindful, mindfulness yoga, you know, sitting in a meditative state and doing deep breathing, um, breath work and stuff like that you know, that, that definitely really assisted me into fully connecting to my higher self. Um, so if, if, you know, anybody out there, if anybody's watching that has those questions, like that would be my, my number one right there is do things that feel good and meditate for sure. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. I would love if you can give us like a little preview of your voice because dude, when I heard you sing, I was like, this chick has soul. Like she, like for real, like you got that soul when you sing. Like I, you can just feel it. So we'd love to hear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just we have a little bit of time there. Me and my boyfriend, we have our duo band called Electric Vibration. I'm gonna sing a little bit of our new song that we're releasing this Friday. So if you guys go on my page, Electric Vibration, um, this song is always be there. You've been right under my nose Who'd ever thought that we'd Ever get this close And you just came into my life At such a divine time You got me flying so high <laughs> I'm like, wait, no, she's not about to stop already. What? <laughs> Girl, are you, like, is that your, are, do you have any albums out yet? I have a couple of songs on, um, like, Spotify and iTunes, and then um, me and my boyfriend, we have our, we just released a single a couple months ago. It's called Cruising, so that's available on Spotify and iTunes, and you guys can follow us on Spotify at Electric Vibration, and then we're releasing that new that new song that I just sang. We're releasing that this Friday. So make sure you guys go check it out. Hit the follow button. And we have, like, a lot more projects coming up. Um, a lot of really, like, oh, I don't, I don't want to speak prematurely on it, but it's really, really dope stuff that truly, like, I really found my partner in creation, and we truly, like, really blend and flow together. So we are so, so excited to release our projects and our creations to you guys. So if you guys follow us, we'd really appreciate the support for sure. 
You know, one last thing I want to say that you reminded me of is that's one of the things that sparked my interest when I saw you and your partner, because it's like, you guys have this dynamic about you that just feels so right. Cause I'm an empath, right? So I can just feel things energetically. And it's like, you guys just flow. Like it just seems like there's that flow energy and very non-confrontational. Like that's like your real soulmate. Yes, he is. Trevor is definitely my soulmate. I know you're watching Trevor, Um, but he's definitely like, he is, he is that you know that flow we literally when i'm out here he's on the other side when i have an idea he's helping me brainstorm it when he has an idea it's just truly like even like being around each other musically we both like feed off of each other like no tomorrow like it's absolutely beautiful and yeah we've been we have so many plans and you know once the quarantine and everything calms down Hopefully by 2021 or even towards the end of the year, we should be putting together live shows, um, epic live shows. They're going to be great. Like we have, he's so talented. He's like a musical genius. So yeah, make sure you guys go check us out. And we just want to share the vibes with everybody, you know, like just share the vibes. (laughs) Yes, girl. Where do you have any last closing thoughts? And then once again, can you just let the people know where they can find you and what you do just so in case they're interested? Again, thank you guys for tuning in. I am Sharice Love. I am a creatrix, singer, songwriter, vegan chef, and I'm also a frequency adjuster. If anybody is looking to have any frequency adjusting sessions, I am available for booking right now um, as far as like, you know, chakra activations or guided meditations or just needing insight on, you know, your career, love, family, so on and so forth. Hit me up. I am available right now. And you guys can follow me, Love underscore. I'm also on Facebook. And make sure you guys follow Electric Vibration on Spotify, too. Perfect. Thank you so much, Queen. It's been such a pleasure. This was absolutely wonderful. And I am just so grateful that we connected. Seriously, we've been talking about connecting for a while now. And I feel like this was truly divine. Absolutely divine in how this happened. So thank you so much. So much love and gratitude to you, Hannah, for providing this platform for people to, you know, share their stories. And, you know, this is how we change the world is by sharing and being vulnerable and having that safe space. And you really do create that safe space via social media. And I, I truly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. Girl, I appreciate that so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in guys. Until next time. Have a good rest of your night. Bye guys. Thank you so much for taking your time to tune in this week. We look forward to seeing you next week.